Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. We're all on this journey of learning together and over the last few days we've been talking about how to speak better. We've looked at breathing and joining the words together. We also spoke about intonation and mouth movements, the more technical aspects of learning. Right now, I'd like to talk a little bit more about motivation and how you see your learning, particularly in regards to speaking. Now, it seems to me that many of you have some kind of issue with the word lack. Because when you come to me as a teacher, that's all I hear. Teacher Joseph, something is missing. Teacher Joseph, something is wrong. Teacher Joseph, my speaking isn't good. And what I want to tell you today is if you come to learning from that platform which is saying that what you have isn't good, then you will always be looking for something to fill that void. Now, for some of you, that might involve going to one teacher, oh, I don't like him, Going to the next teacher, oh, I didn't like that teacher because he didn't speak well. And then another teacher, oh, I didn't like him. And you're always looking to try to fill this void. The problem isn't really your speaking at this point. The problem is your view of your speaking. I always find it quite funny when students come to me with perfect English, speaking perfectly, and then they begin to tell me how bad their English is. It seems a little bit strange, doesn't it? But if you really feel that you have this void with English, if that's your starting point, nothing is going to fill it. No amount of telling you how good your English is, no amount of affirmation is going to make it better. So you're kind of doomed to keep wandering around telling people how bad it is. A much better point of view is to come with the idea that you've done really well with your English, your English is improving, and you're looking to make it better. Now, this idea of lack isn't just a thing of English. It's a thing of psychology. And when we are wandering around trying to find something to fill that void, we often make mistakes and we also behave a little bit irresponsibly. Let me give you a few examples of things which I hear from students. 
Have you done your homework? No, no, couldn't. No, no, too busy. Okay, could you do the homework? Well, it depends. I mean, maybe if I have a moment this week, I might be able to get it done, but I can't promise. Did you try any shadowing this week? No, 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 too, far too busy. No, no, busy with the family and busy at work. I mean, I would like to do it, but no. So you can hear there, the question is, what are you bringing to the table to make your English better? Because when I get responses like that, you're still quick to tell me how bad your English is and how much you're in this void, trying to fill this hole which you feel your speaking has. Let me just go over a few other examples, okay? So these are just some emails that I'm receiving, okay? Teacher Joseph, I'm looking for a new teacher. Uh, I want classes once a day for the next two weeks, including the weekends. Um, and I also want a good discount. So please come back to me and tell me exactly what we will be doing in the next two weeks and how much the discount is. Now, I'm not sure if you can hear there what the problem is. The problem is you're not taking any responsibility for your English. You're not telling me what you're doing daily. You're not telling me how your English is. What you're saying there is, Teacher Joseph, my English is your problem. You give me a discount and I'll book lessons. And that again is not a good place to begin because what you're doing there is you're trying to fill the void you're feeling with lessons when you should be filling it with English, particularly shadowing. You know, a teacher's job is to watch you grow. Even if I could take the pain away and give you English in a nice little packaged box, then I wouldn't, because part of growing is part of the journey that you have to go through. Some people book lessons with me thinking that I'm Harry Potter, that somehow during the lesson, I'm going to use magic and make their English perfect. And of course, again, even if I could do that, I wouldn't. Because you have to find your own magic inside. You have to find your own motivation. And you have to find ways to realize that that emptiness which you describe in many different ways, really doesn't exist. My job is to hold up a mirror and to say, look, look at your English. Here it is. Isn't it marvelous? Some people, when they come to English lessons with homework, I ask them, did you check it? Oh, no, no, didn't do that, no. Others might come with an essay and I will say, um, did you write this? And they will say, oh, yes, but I checked it thoroughly with Grammarly before I sent it to you. And then I ask, what's the point of doing that? 
because I want to see your mistakes. I want to see how you're growing. Why would you want to give me something that's been corrected by AI? So you see, there's all kinds of beliefs about how we grow and how we move. And when it comes to speaking, it's equally hard because it's difficult to monitor your progress. You really need to be recording yourself speaking in the first moment. Then after you've been shadowing or going through some of the exercises we've been doing in the last few days, you can listen to yourself again and see what's changed. It takes around a month, I would say, to see any radical change in the way that you speak, which is good because it gives other people time to prepare. You know, if you go to work one day with a completely different voice, as I was mentioning yesterday, you're going to find yourself in trouble. Your colleagues won't like it. Your boss certainly won't like it if he, if he feels that you're speaking better than he does. And you can't just change your identity in such a radical way, especially in a community or a team. These are just some things to think about. So rather than think about this void and how you will fill it, begin to realize that you've done really, really well. And that void, okay, may mean a little bit more practice, but it doesn't mean that your starting point is emptiness. In a few days, is going to be the new year. And many people make resolutions in the new year. They are going to learn English. They're going to improve how they speak. And because of that, I'll be getting a flurry of new lesson requests. And some of them are completely unworkable. Teacher Joseph, I want one lesson every day. Teacher Joseph, I will book lessons with you, but only if you give me a discount. Teacher Joseph, I will be booking discounted lessons with you. What are you offering me? And here you can see a number of things there. First of all, people aren't taking any responsibility for their parts in learning. They're not saying what they're bringing to the lesson. They're telling me what they'll be taking. They want to speak better. They want more grammar. Okay, And also, they want a discount. There's a lot of ego and I in that. But yet, when it comes to speaking and learning generally, the more you can displace the I and form some kind of meditative practice to really see what you need to do, then the better it's going to be. There's also the issue there of people treating English like a commodity. They think that by giving me £10 or a little bit more, um, if they don't get a discount, then... English is something that can be bought and sold. When people ask me for discounts, they're obviously thinking of a value of their English. 
And the more they ask for discounts, the more they're really reducing the whole system of learning. This is the problem I have with language schools. The premise of a language school is you give us money, we give you English. And that's why it doesn't work, because they don't give you the chance to practice. The end means you sit in a class where you may or may not be paying attention. And if you're really lucky, you might get a book out of it. But you can't negotiate discounts with language schools because you're getting something at the end. You're getting a certificate, you're getting a book. When you book a one-to-one -one lesson with a teacher, this idea of give me a discount, I want a discount, if that's a starting point for your learning, then you're reducing the whole system down to become nothing more than something you can buy or sell. The truth of the matter is, learning English, like anything else, is very, very simple. It needs your time. A teacher's job is to watch you grow. He can't do the work for you, and you should see him like a mentor someone who can impart basic information to you about grammar and expression, but he's not able to get inside your head and force you to speak better. He can just give you the tips and make sure you're doing what he's recommending. I really love when students come to me with a view that they want to learn. But more and more these days, I'm not really getting to talk to students. I'm getting to talk to their ego. I want English. I want it now. You give me English and you give me a discount. That's not the correct frame of mind for learning. The correct frame of mind for learning is really just to take a step back, take a deep breath and see the wonderful progress you've made. You've already started to build the wall. Every time you learn something new, you put another brick in it. And the more you build, the higher the building is, which is wonderful. But that's a very different thing from coming and demanding that the teacher build that wall because you're giving him money. The teacher watches you and equips you and shows you how to build, but ultimately you need to do the work. Now, let me just give you a few tips before we finish with this, because I think it's very important. So, first of all, get your expectations right. There's no point coming and making big demands on a teacher if you can't keep your part of the deal. So this idea of I'm taking lessons with you every day, what will you give me? What will you do with me during these English lessons? It's a perfectly valid question, but you also will be expected to do things. If you want help with grammar or if I discover bad grammar, then I'll be expecting you to fix it. If your accent is bad and I tell you to shadow, I expect you to do it. Secondly, 
your expectations of the teacher. I'm not Harry Potter, and even if I was, I probably wouldn't be using my magic to make your English better. I probably would be having a delicious meal somewhere, probably in Thailand. But anyway, my point is this. The teacher can't do the work for you, but he can help you by telling you what you need to do. Okay, so having one lesson every day with me for two weeks would be the same as having one lesson per week where you do the work on the other days. So I tell you, save your money, do the work, and then I can ask you, what have you been doing the last few days and how long for? Meeting a teacher every day is not an excuse for you not to be writing, reading, or practicing speaking better. And so, overall, what I'm saying to you is, if you want to see a big improvement in your English, then you want to see a big improvement in your English, then you need to change your focus a little bit. If you're telling me, oh, but I just don't have time, my work is so busy, family is so busy, then fine. If you really can't make space, that's fine. Just quit learning or change your approach. But what you don't want to do is to waste an English lesson by coming with nothing. You need to be a little bit prepared. Some of you come to English lessons with your arms folded and I say, okay, what have you been doing? Nothing. Have you been reading? No. Watching TV? No. Watching movies? No. Shadowing? No. Okay, so why are you here? What, what, what do you want from today's lesson? Because my idea was to... Uh, do the things like check your essay and also to help you with your speaking. But if you've done nothing, what are we going to do? Because my plan is no longer there because you haven't kept your part of the deal. So what's next? Shall we read? Shall we talk? What? So you see that if you don't keep your part of the bargain... You can't expect your English to get better. So, you just need to get your house in order, ready to give yourself time every day to do some shadowing. And as I've been saying on my YouTube channel recently, you really need to be thinking about some kind of meditative practice. And I say that because you... If you are really, really too busy with work, too busy with family, and too busy with anything else, I can change that. But you can. Developing a meditative practice doesn't mean you have to rush away and live in a monastery for three months. It just means a little bit of mindfulness. Even to take five minutes a day just to meditate, take some deep breaths, 
will allow you enough time to reflect on where you're going. It could be that you don't even need English. It could be that perhaps it's just something that's on your mind. But it's a question of priorities. And there we are. So as we approach the last day of the year, I just want you to reflect on these things. Why you're learning, what you're hoping to get out of lessons, and really whether you have enough time to be doing the things that I tell you. Because if the answer is no, what's going to happen is I'm just going to be listening to you complain about why you can't learn and about the circumstances you feel are making you unhappy. And that probably isn't the best use of time for either of us. So just something to keep in mind there. And that's it. So I'll see you all again soon. And I wish you all a wonderful day. And as the new year comes in tomorrow evening, I'll be wishing you health, happiness, peace, and most of all, safety in this coming year. See you. Bye.